0: Previously, on Sanctuary in Downtown Seattle.
1: That was the morning that Jose had come into Sanctuary at the church. What I remember most about that day was the the feeling of satisfaction that whatever was unfolding, it felt like we were doing the right thing. I don't know, I feel like what's happening now, it feels like sometimes it's not real.
2: Uh, Jose developed his own business painting business, he was doing it for 18 years, he was a pillar in his community. This is what we want for our immigrant brothers and sisters, for the chance to contribute to this economy, to help make our country strong, to build strong families, and to be able to live a life in, in peace and security.
0: Week by week, we're telling this story about sanctuary in downtown Seattle through the voices of the people involved. On this episode, we learn more about Jose's story and what possible legal options would allow him to stay in the United States. Plus, six months into Jose's stay in sanctuary at Gethsemane Lutheran Church, we check in with pastors Joanne and Kari to learn more about this experience from their perspective. Okay, I'm here with Jose Robles and Michael Ramos from the Church Council of Greater Seattle. And uh, Michael will be interpreting for Jose. So, why don't we start by having you tell us a little about your backstory and how you ended up here.
3: que nada, pues. Yeah, I I had uh, experienced detentions uh,
2: seven years ago uh, for uh, a driving violation. Um,
3: tengo años este.
2: So my my case has been in immigration for for seven years. Yeah, uh, I have been in the country working for 19 years. So, but I've been in my case has been going on for seven years and. Uh, with the pending possibility of uh, me having to leave the country. And uh, with the help of an an attorney, they've been able to put uh, stays of deportation Uh or delays uh, in that process uh, every year. It didn't seem like I had many uh, chances uh, for my case, but given the situation that I was the victim for a crime and assaulted, I qualified uh, for a U visa and now my application
3: is pending.
0: Do you feel comfortable telling us about the crime?
3: Sí, este, pues ese día I went to, to work My brother and uh, nephew. We had washed a
2: house and we were uh, taking a break before going to uh, take care of the next house, and we went to uh, get a haircut where we always go. Two people entered, uh, armed and uh, with their faces covered. They grabbed me, took it, lo llevaron al baño. They took me into the bathroom uh, and uh, my nephew as well, and because he was uh, smaller and younger, I, 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 I partly covered him to protect him uh, and that's when they hit me in the head.
3: They threw me on the ground and my brother as well and with
2: pistol point, pointed at us, they took everything we had um, and we were on the ground and uh, then they salieron. Sí. West, and then they laughed.
0: Wow, that's that's a scary thing to experience. To me, your willingness to go through so much to stay here despite this experience really says something. Does
3: not it? Pues you esa know,
2: was I had a dream about this last week. I was told later on by my wife that uh, I had been crying, I had been trembling uh, during this stream.
3: And it
2: doesn't happen that much here, but of course in Mexico, it's much more difficult because if they
3: point a gun at you, they kill you. Of all my friends
2: from 19 years ago, A number of them have been killed there, and the rest of them are in the United States. None of them are still there. It was much more peaceful, much less violence there 19 years ago. What I hear now is that everything has changed, that it's uh, much more violent, and that uh, many people I know have been uh, killed there. And I fear greatly going back, uh, because I don't know
3: anyone there now. So what gives you hope? Pues yo quiero seguir aquí con mi familia, pero esperanza pues por eso de I want to stay here with my family. Through the legal process,
2: there's a possibility through uh, the U visa application to be able to to stay. But the officials of immigration have the last word on that. And also uh besides the u visa process there's the possibility uh, for my daughter to reopen my application to stay here over uh, the uh, long term
0: if you could sit down for a conversation with some of the people who will decide your case what would you say to them
3: but look at it. If I had
2: the chance to sit down in front of them and explain them and tell them uh, what type of person I am, I've been responsible my whole life with my work, uh, with my family, um, and um, if I had the chance to, to uh, be out of the church to say directly to them, I've always been a direct person. The biggest thing is, I want to be together with my family. That's more important than anything. At times, I, I do feel without hope uh, having gone, you know, having uh, to to come here and with the assault that I experienced. Yeah, at times, uh, just having to stay inside while my, my daughter is crossing the street uh, to go to school.
0: What do you think people misunderstand about yourself and maybe
3: even others in your situation. People
2: come here, you know, to work and uh, to be with their families uh, in peace. There are a few who, you know, come, you know, to cause problems. But all the people who who are doing good should not have to pay the price for those few who cause problems. In terms of work, support of my family, paying taxes, I've done it all. I am insured, licensed, Uh, you know, I run my business like everyone else and uh, contribute to the economy in in this way and that's what I want people to understand.
0: Thank you, Pastor Joanne and uh, Pastor Kari, for taking a few minutes to chat with us. So here we are about six months into sanctuary. What about this experience has surprised you?
1: I don't know if it's so much surprising as um, something that one can't really prepare for is the, the depth of relationship and how quickly um, we have become family together. Uh, with these people getting to know layers of extended family but really getting to know Jose and uh, recognizing that that we're connected not just in this moment but in in a larger sense for what will happen.
4: I think that the depth of emotional um, connection but also you know when when you're accompanying a family in crisis, which a family whose father is under a deportation order is. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of ways in which as you fall more and more in love with them and they with you that it becomes emotionally uh, deeper and deeper. Um, it's just It's just harder. It's harder because, because uh, while that, while that love and investment make the work uh, very rewarding on the one hand, and while I wouldn't trade it for anything, it also I also recognize that there's a real cost to accompanying, and it's nothing like the cost that the people bearing the brunt of of these issues face, but it but there is a cost to it. And it's hard, it's hard a lot of times to you, you suffer with. And again, I don't mean to compare my level of suffering with theirs, but you do suffer with to an extent.
0: Do you feel at all hopeful for a positive outcome?
4: I, I do feel hopeful about um, Jose having a remedy, a legal remedy to stay. Um because because there are others who have taken sanctuary in the past that haven't had a pathway that's as that has as much potential as Jose's and I think that would be a really difficult position to be in. With Jose having a legal pathway potentially open before him, that that's a that gives us hope that that there is a way that he'll be able to stay with his family and stay with his community. How about you for hope?
1: <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I have a little rock on my desk that has carved into it the word hope. And I find myself holding it often and trying to like let some sort of primal energy come back to me that's that gives me hope. And when I talk with Jose, or his family members, I hold it up and and we say Esperanza and try and conjure that for each other. And I think I share Kari's sentiment that you know some days we can look at it and say that he has a really decent shot at a legal remedy. I think the system needs to be changed more broadly than it is, uh, but but within the system that we have right now, this is an option. And then the next thing you know, you know, it's like you're walking along and you fall in a hole because it's so clear, too, that there's a lot of arbitrariness to the system. And so pathway to legal status or not, it depends on a lot of people's own sense of things, not just a strict right or wrong, this or that kind of approach.
4: One of Jose's options, the, probably the best one, is is this is getting a U visa, and U visa certifications um, have to come from either the police department or the city attorney where the crime was committed against the the undocumented person, um, and that certification just says that they they cooperated in. Testifying that a crime was committed against them, they cooperated with the police in the investigation. It's it's just a statement of fact. But in Lakewood, the year that in the in the last year, like half of their U visa certifications they signed, and half of them they didn't sign. And we don't they don't make statements on why they do or don't sign. But there are a lot of jurisdictions around the country that are intervening in that early part of the process and not even letting people get to the immigration court system and apply for their U visas. And that's some of the arbitrariness that Joanne's talking about. And you just start to learn about that stuff. And yeah, it can can drain some of your hope when you see people or agencies behaving in that way towards someone you've come to care deeply about. And you understand that his situation is one of many (laughs) and he happens to be the one we're in relationship with who's in this situation but there are many people for whom this is true and every one of them has people who care deeply about them who also suffer along with them as they go through this process I would take it in one turn though um,
1: the day Jose got the phone call that uh, somebody signed the certification and this was going to move through. It was a really funny moment because I was in a meeting and was sitting across the room in a large space and he was talking on the phone and he starts waving at me and and he's making a motion for uh, a pen. And I'm like, oh, you need a pen. I- I'll get you a pen. And... and I'm doing this, like, super remedial Spanish language learning with Duolingo. And one of the sentences regularly is, I need a pen. And I'm like, oh, I can do this. You need a pen. And he's like, no, 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 I don't need a pen. I don't need a pen. They used a pen. They signed it. We have it. We're going forward. And I think uh, that was one of the best days ever because, like, this surge of hope came that amid all the arbitrariness of why people were saying no or whatever politics got involved, somebody was able to say, hey, I can do this. I have this power and I will exercise it and I will send it on to the next level where our system of immigration has said this, this belongs. It's also been really helpful to think about the ways that a community comes together and asks repeatedly for a different way of understanding things, and, and there are successes in the moment. And I think that success of getting the UCERT signed so that the process could continue, which is where we're at now, we're, we're moving forward and getting ready for whatever comes next. USCIS has the potential now to move this into a case and hear it and and grant the process uh, of a U visa. I think a similar thing happens too in terms of how we support one another in sanctuary. I mean, that gives me hope every time I, I get together with the other people from uh, essentially communities of faith, but some neighbors who just care whether they're um, living nearby or living in a slightly wider community, but saying this matters to them. Jose is the only person in sanctuary in Washington state. So we hear from people all over the state saying, how can I help? How can I share something? Um, What is it that I could do to make a difference? That gives me hope too.
0: time on sanctuary in downtown Seattle.
4: It goes way back the colonialism that has that we colonized that area and supported the people that are in in power that sh- that really were not about the common good and not about the people.
1: They love their countries. they love their own culture. They'd be happy to stay in their own countries if it was safe and if it was possible to make a living
0: there. Sanctuary in Downtown Seattle is produced by Seekers Northwest, along with the Church Council of Greater Seattle.